Krejci able to bring it back in. He's got DeBrusk with him. Gave it on to DeBrusk. his first goal of the year just after the power play to the Blackhawks had ended and the Bruins have won it and taken over first place in the league. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite hockey team every single day. And yes, Charlie McAvoy is on the board. Our young favorite defenseman scored the overtime game-winning goal in Chicago last night, giving him his first goal of the season and helping the Bruins take over first in the NHL, at least uh, in terms of points. Uh, We'll discuss that more later as we look at the NHL top five, all the president's men, as I like to call it. But before we get into all that, let me just remind you that I am your host, Ian McLaren, and uh, I am proud to bring you the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast every single day. You can find the podcast uh, on the megaphone links that I share, but also via Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Pocket Casts, anywhere podcasts can be found is where you can find the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, as well as other Locked On uh, podcasts uh, from Boston, Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, uh, and around all four of the major sports and college even. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Uh, As I said today, we'll take a look back at last night's thrilling victory over the Blackhawks in Chicago. We will um, update the NHL power rankings and, of course, take a look at some news and notes around the NHL uh, where there was a trade last night that kind of maybe impact the Bruins at some point. Uh, But we'll check that in a moment. First, uh, it was Charlie McAvoy's big night. Uh, he was mobbed by his teammates, beginning with Jake DeBrusque, who kind of tackled him after feeding him uh, the game-winning goal. Um, and everybody was just very happy for uh, Charlie for getting his first goal of the season. Uh, McAvoy, after the game, said it was awesome to see his teammates uh, just celebrate huge for him after that. Uh, after that goal, we're such a close group and I could feel everyone's genuine happiness for me. And we all share that with each other whenever anybody does good things. That was special. Gave a lot of guys hugs after the game. There was a, a real special moment where uh, McAvoy went over to Chara, uh, who I believe was being interviewed post game, and they gave each other a hug. Uh, you can really see the bond that those two have formed. And you know, obviously, it was just a matter of time. He's been getting shots on goal. He's been playing extremely well, leading the Bruins uh, in ice time this season. He wasn't going to stay at a 0% shooting percentage all season long. Um, and, you know, not a maybe a typical goal for a defenseman. Uh, as DeBrusque uh, skated over the, the line, fed it to McAvoy, who was right in the net, uh, basically a tap-in for Charlie and um, his first goal of the season. And hopefully that'll get his confidence up. And uh, not that it was dwindling, but, you know, that hangs over your head. The old monkey off the back uh, cliche, it's gone. And if he's able to get going, that would be a huge benefit to this team, who uh, a team that hasn't really received much in the way of you know, goals from the back end. Uh, but if McAvoy can play up to that offensive potential, then the Bruins will be even 
that more dangerous uh, moving forward. Uh, again, with the win, the Bruins moved into first overall in the NHL with 78 points. McAvoy uh, said, we're really playing well. We're sticking together. We're getting efforts from our goalies every single night. It was Yaroslav Halak who played last night and kind of uh, stole the victory from his counterpart, Robin Leonard, who uh, were it not for him, the game would not even been close to going to overtime. Um, McAvoy said, Rask and Halak have been our best players since the break. Our special teams have been good, whether it's PP or PK. Some nights it's been both to win us games. We're just sticking together. Um, and yeah, this was Boston's fifth straight win dating back to the last game before the break uh, against Vegas. They've since beaten Winnipeg, Minnesota, um, Vancouver, and now uh, Chicago. Uh, so they've gone through a bit of a West uh, Western Conference stretch here, and that will continue actually with their next game coming up Saturday against Arizona. Um, McAvoy had the two assists in uh, the 4-0 win over Vancouver the other night, so he's been playing really well despite what some might say his season's been disappointing. We've already kind of debunked that. Um, Bruce Cassidy of McAvoy, he said, I think he's getting... Um, up the ice when he can. I liked his first assist Tuesday with the shot because it was quick. It was on the net with traffic. That was the goal that was scored by Coyle where uh, McAvoy was able to deftly uh, allow Corrali to come back onside before firing it on Jacob Markstrom. Coyle got the rebound, put it in. Uh, he had a couple chances against the Blackhawks to shoot and he looked back door. At the end of the day, he's a good player for us. The offense will come and maybe this is a start that it will be a little more. That's kind of what I said earlier. Hopefully this is just getting his confidence back up. Um, McAvoy just said he felt relief. Uh, it was a heck of a play by JD, Jake DeBrusque, of course, and just really simple for me. I was trying to go to the back post and what a pass. He put it right on my stick. The rest is history. Uh, he admitted that it was weighing on him. Uh, you don't want to say how much, but it was. Uh, you think about it, your confidence, you feel like you can contribute a set amount, and sometimes when it's not there, it takes a bit of a hit. What I said to these guys, just thanks for keeping my confidence high. They all do, and everybody is saying, it's coming, it's coming. Um, their responses there was pretty neat uh, in the celebration. They've all been busting my chops, he said, but hopefully from here, a little bit more confidence, start to maybe see more things go in for me. And uh, I think we all hope that that's the case. Uh, the Bruins have now outscored the opposition 14-4 since coming back from the bye week. Uh, and um, uh, even Bruce Cassidy mentioned uh, the analytics are back up. The eye test backs it up. The score backs it up. Right now, I'd say it's some of the best hockey we've played in terms of full 60 minutes uh, checking, defending, and of course, generating some offense. Um, this is a very special group. As McAvoy said, some of these games, you have these emotional games, um, the game against Winnipeg where they had a bunch of fights, uh, this overtime game, you start to come even closer together and you share in those moments. Things feel good right now. So we just have to keep that going. And, uh, honestly, this kind of uh, lends itself well to uh, the ongoing conversations heading into the trade deadline. 
Uh, we talked yesterday about how the internal competition seems to have energized this team. Um, you don't want to mess too much with the uh, chemistry that exists in the room. There was uh, basically zero turnover uh, on the roster uh, from the team that went to the cup final last year. And um, as they play together, as they continue to gel, sure, there's some lineup tweaks here and there. We saw Sean Corrali back on the third line last night, um, and that seems to be going uh, pretty well, to be quite honest. Uh, it makes you wonder how much Don Sweeney has an appetite to change the team. It makes you wonder um, who on the active roster could be made expendable. We saw last night that uh, Danton Heinen was a healthy scratch once again, raising questions about whether or not he will be dangled uh, in a trade in order to upgrade. We have Carson Kuhlman on the second line at the moment. I still think that's a big area of potential improvement. Uh, so perhaps Heinen uh, and a pick prospect flipped for um, a player to fill that spot um, with all due respect to Carson Kuhlman. If they could upgrade that spot, I think it would be beneficial. Um, uh, Par Lindholm played on the fourth line in lieu of uh, an injured uh, Joachim Nordstrom. I think perhaps he steps out. You have a line of uh, Lindholm. No, sorry. Uh, Wagner, Nordstrom, maybe Trent Frederick, who's called up to play that fourth line. Coyle, uh, Bjork, and Corrali on the third line. DeBrusque, Krejci, question mark on the second line. And then the perfection line. I think you have the makings of a really deep and effective roster heading into the playoffs. Uh, even on defense, Jeremy Lozon has played really well. Uh, last night, he played, you know, 12 minutes, 55 seconds. He had a hit. Um, you know, maybe they needed a guy to bring in to to play a bit more. But um, he's looked really well so far anyway. So all that to say, the Bruins are really gelling right now. They're really playing, uh, really playing well. And it makes you wonder how big of a swing that might take uh, at the trade deadline um, with second line right wing, really um, the big area for improvement. If they could send a smaller package to LA for Tyler Toffoli, I'd be all over that. I don't know if it's really worth uh, taking that home run swing, giving up a lot of assets for Chris Kreider, um, uh, not knowing how well he'd fit in. Uh, but, you know, uh, again, I think uh, an upgrade on defense could still be in the cards as well. Um, the Bruins do play another back-to-back coming up this weekend. Arizona, Detroit, two very winnable games. Then they play uh, Montreal, Detroit again uh, before um, four games on the road, including a Western Canadian road trip, uh, and that will take them up to the break. So, um they still have some time to figure things out. Uh, but right now, as Charlie McAvoy said last night, uh, they really feel good about where they're at and uh, really playing well together, uh, this current group. And we all love to see it. Let's take a look now at the uh, updated NHL Top 5, what I like to call all the President's Men, a look at 
the top five teams in contention for the President's Trophy. I mentioned the Bruins are first overall in the NHL at the moment in terms of points with 78. However, uh, they remain uh, behind Washington in terms of point percentage. Uh, but let's get to that in a second. First, let's start with the number five team. I'm going to put the St. Louis Blues in that spot. They have 72 points, which is good for third overall in the NHL. Um, however, they have played 54 games and, um, teams ahead of them have a couple games in hand, meaning their point percentage is, uh, fifth in the NHL right now. So that's where I'm going to put them. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, as we all know, are defending the Stanley Cup champions. Uh, they look, uh, as though they could go on another deep run, which to me is, Somewhat encouraging. It takes a bit of the sting away from uh, the loss last year. If they had just fallen right off the map, I would have felt much worse about last year's result, especially how the Bruins are playing. Um, the Blues are only plus 21 in terms of goal differential, which is uh, seventh overall. Uh, but, um, you know, they have a very uh, deep team. Uh, and uh, they just remain in the thick of it as well. Number four, I'm putting the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're 53 games in, 33, 15, and 5. Uh, so they have two games in hand on the Bruins. They're now seven points back. Um, so the Bruins have uh, a nice cushion there on top of the Atlantic. Even if uh, Tampa Bay makes good on those two games in hand, they'd still be three points back. They have a 670 point percentage, which is just a touch behind uh, sorry, just a touch above the St. Louis Blues. Tampa Bay does uh, have a top-rated goal differential, uh, tied with the Bruins, in fact, uh, with 100 and uh, sorry, 92 goals scored, 147 allowed, so plus 45. The Bruins are at 183 and 138. Their 138 goals allowed is third fewest in the NHL, behind only Columbus at 135 and Dallas at 136. So yeah, Tampa Bay coming in fourth um, and really proving to be more like the team we saw last year than uh, the team that kind of stumbled out of the gate this season. Number three, I'm putting the Pittsburgh Penguins. They only have 71 points, which is tied with uh, Tampa Bay for uh, fourth overall, but they've only played 52 games. And they have a 683 point percentage. Um, so they still have some uh, room to grow here. Their goal differential is plus 34, which is tied for, uh, sorry, which is fifth in the NHL. So Pittsburgh uh, looking really strong. I believe they'll make some upgrades for sure with uh, Jake Gensel out of the lineup. Uh, look for them to um, look to upgrade on the wing. Um, you know, whenever they have Malkin and Crosby healthy and in the lineup, they'll always be a team to be reckoned with. And, um, yeah, Pittsburgh is another team to watch. And um, it seems as though we might be headed for another Washington-Pittsburgh showdown, probably in the second round of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, which is always entertaining. Um, number two right now, I'm going to put... Um, you know what? I'm putting the Capitals. 
They have a better point percentage than the Bruins, 713 compared to 709. They have a game in hand, uh, but over their last 10 games, they're only 6-4-0. The Bruins are 7-2-1. They've won five in a row, as I mentioned. So I'm going to give the Bruins the advantage in terms of, uh, yeah, just strongest team in the NHL at the moment. They have the most points, just behind Capitals in terms of um, point percentage. The Bruins have the top goal differential, as I mentioned, tied with Tampa Bay. Um, So I'm going to give the Bruins the edge right now as the number one team in the NHL and the team uh, most likely to win the President's Trophy at the moment. Um, That could obviously change. Washington's right there, uh, but the Bruins right now are flying, and uh, I believe they are deserved of being ranked number one in the NHL at the moment. If we look at some underlying numbers, uh, the Bruins are improving in terms of uh, Corsi percentage. They were closer to uh, 50%. They're up to 50.74 at even strength, uh, so 12th ranked team. Uh, in terms of expected goals, again, that's looking more at um, shot quality. Their expected goals is 51.45, which is also 12th in the NHL. So I think a couple weeks ago, they were down to like 15, 16, 14, kind of a middle of the pack team. Uh, They're on the rise right now in terms of these underlying numbers. And that backs up what Bruce Cassidy said last night about the analytics trending up, the eye tests. Uh, they're passing that with flying colors as well. So everything is really working for the Bruins right now. PDO wise, they're at 102.1, meaning they're um, five on five safe percentage and five on five shooting percentage equal that number. Um, if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know PDO uh, is kind of, yeah, adding up those numbers. The basic idea is that you'll, um, regress back to 100 at some point, or that's kind of the the mean there. Uh, the Bruins are boosted by having Halak and Rask in net. Uh, so on any given night, they can put out a pretty high-quality starter. So that gives them a distinct advantage. Um, their shooting percentage at 5-on-5 um, five five is only 873, uh, which is uh, ninth in the NHL. Um, and that is a testament to... Uh, their special teams, their power play that it's been rolling. Um, we'd like to see that number rise a little bit to see that five-on-five play uh, continue to strengthen. That's where the Bruins um, have some serious room to grow. And if they can um, get that five-on-five play up, they will be, uh, in my mind, um, really undoubtedly, Uh, a Stanley Cup favorite heading into the postseason if things continue as they are. So all that to say, you know what? Bruins fans, Locked On Bruins listeners, we have very much to be happy about right now. Very encouraging, and hopefully they can keep it going uh, as they face Arizona and Detroit here over the weekend and even um, looking ahead to Montreal uh, next week. Let's take a look now at some news and notes from around the NHL. The Maple Leafs lost to the uh, New York Rangers last night by a score of 5-3. to three. Uh, Pretty much immediately after the game, it was announced that they had traded Trevor Moore, a third-round pick, uh, 
in 2020 and a conditional third rounder in 2021 to the Los Angeles Kings for goalie Jack Campbell and winger Kyle Clifford. Um, there was some conditions on that pick. Like I said, if the Leafs resign Clifford or Campbell wins six regular season games and the Leafs reach the playoffs, that uh, pick becomes a second round pick. Um, you get the feeling that this uh, trade was kind of made during the game as general manager Kyle Dubas was watching uh, Michael Hutchinson uh, really struggle in net against the Rangers. Frederick Anderson is day to day with a neck injury. Um, Jack Campbell is um, eight, 10 and two with a 900 save percentage. Uh, that's with a Kings team. That's but really been struggling this year. He signed through 2021, 22 at a um, cap hit of 1.65 million. So uh, very affordable there should solidify their backup goaltending situation. Um, but depending on how long Anderson is out, Campbell will have to step right in and uh, try to win some games for a Maple Leafs team that is currently uh, outside of the playoff picture. Uh, right now they're, um, two points back of Philadelphia for the second wild card spot. The Flyers have a game in hand. They're also one point back of the uh, Panthers for third in the Atlantic. And the Florida has two games in hand there as well. So yeah, Campbell could be thrust into the spotlight here pretty quickly. Uh, the Leafs are next in action. Uh, let's see on Friday, I believe. Uh, yep, they're hosting the Anaheim Ducks on Friday, play the Canadians on Saturday in Montreal. So uh, if Anderson is not ready, Campbell will either have to play those back-to-backs or they might turn back to Hutchinson or uh, third-string goalie Casimir Kaskiskuo. Um So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the goaltending situation heading into the weekend. Um Elsewhere, Bobby Ryan joined the Senators for the first time since entering the NHL's player assistance program on the 20th. Um, No timetable yet as to when he'll return, but good to see him get through that program successfully and be able to rejoin the Senators. Uh, Red Wings forward Anthony Mantha revealed he suffered a punctured lung after being slammed to the ice by uh, defenseman Jake Muzzin during an altercation on December 21st. Uh, He also came down with the flu that week, so that uh, must have been a rough week. He's expected to return uh, between February 10th and 15th. Uh, The Bruins are slated to play um, the Red Wings during that span, so that could impact their lineup uh, as well. Trade rumors and reports. Uh, Elliot Friedman dropped his 31 thoughts yesterday and indicated that uh, Kings head coach Tom McClellan is apparently lobbying for Tyler Toffoli to be resigned. It's more likely that he'll be moved uh, by the trade deadline. Uh, the Bruins and the Calgary Flames are possible suitors with the Philadelphia Flyers also considering the idea. Um, again, it's been rumored for quite a while that the Bruins are in on Toffoli. Um, and... Um, Again, it, it really sounds like he's their fallback if Chris Kreider doesn't work out. Uh, the Bruins really seem intent on adding Kreider to the lineup. Uh, they need help on the right side. Kreider's a left-hand shot. Toffoli's a right-hand shot. But it doesn't really seem to matter as they've had Bjork up there recently. He's a left-hand shot. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah, see what 
transpires there. It's an ongoing conversation. I think Bob McKenzie on NBC last night said the Bruins are pretty much in on anything. He mentioned Kreider, Toffoli, and Columbus winger Josh Anderson as the top targets uh, for the Bruins, which is something, again, that we've mentioned here. An interesting note, this was from Darren Dreger on the radio yesterday up here in Toronto. He discussed whether uh, Jack Eichel could demand a trade if well, actually when the Sabres uh, missed the playoffs this year. Um, that would be a pretty big step. Um, he's really doing everything he can to get the team into the postseason. When they were closer to playoff range, uh, he was an MVP candidate I, in my mind. Um, but, you know, they just, for whatever reason, they can't put the pieces together. Uh, he's in the second year of an eight-year contract. Uh, maybe in a couple years that could happen, but... Um, I think he's willing to, to tough it out, um, for the time being anyways. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest things, um, with regards to the Bruins. Oh, one other thing, um, Elliot Friedman mentioned that some teams have inquired about Boston Bruins defenseman, Tory Krug. He's of course a pending UFA. His future remains uncertain, but he's a huge part of, uh, the Bruins' success, and um, unless Don Sweeney is just blown away by a ridiculous offer, um, he's not going anywhere. Uh, the Bruins are, of course, all in this season, and uh, yeah, Krug's a huge part of that. Hopefully, at some point, we hear some news about a contract extension, uh, but that is not, um, yeah, doesn't seem to be anywhere close to uh imminent uh for the time being anyways one other note uh, about the canadians coming out uh, just now shea weber has been placed on ir um tatar and ryan paling are questionable for their next game um so yeah canadians really falling fast and it makes you wonder if they'll be sellers here as the deadline approaches i saw also this morning that josh hosang has been recalled by the islanders uh, he had made a public trade request uh, earlier this season. Uh, didn't report to AHL Bridgeport for quite some time. Um, perhaps he has been called up uh, with a view to being um, showcased for a potential trade or just to um, boost the Islanders' offense in eight AHL games. He had two goals, four assists. So pretty productive down in Bridgeport. Um, and it'd be cool to see him make an impact with the Islanders. I'd love to see him get a, a chance to really prove himself at the NHL level. Uh, so we'll see where that, uh, leads us as well. A lot of moving parts as the trade deadline approaches. Uh, we're less than three weeks away. It's, uh, the 24th, I believe is when it's set for. And, um, I'm excited to see, uh, hopefully this Leafs-Kings trade that happened last night will get the dominoes falling and we'll see some more trades uh, coming up here soon. That's it for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Uh, thanks for listening again. Tomorrow we'll be back to look ahead at uh, weekend games against the Arizona Coyotes and the Detroit Red Wings, two very winnable games, two matinee games. Um, so that might be a factor 
one set for three, one set for 1230. So quick turnaround there, uh, Saturday to Sunday. Uh, but still the quality of competition will be such that they should be able to overcome it. Uh, sorry, Detroit. Um, yeah. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe, download, listen every day. If it's not already part of your routine rate and review if possible. And, uh, I'll catch you again tomorrow. Take care, friends.